This episode of Policing Matters is brought to you by Polco. Learn how you can gather resident insights on the state of law enforcement in your community. Visit info.polco.us. You are listening to Policing Matters on PoliceOne.com. I'm your host, Jim Dudley. Hey, welcome back. Autonomous vehicles are here. Police have already been recorded stopping autonomous vehicles with people literally asleep at the wheel and at least once without any live occupants at all on board. Commercial vehicles are soon to be on the roadways from passenger vehicles to large semi trucks with huge payloads. We can imagine all that may go with the emergence of vehicles and issues presented to law enforcement. I'm speaking today with Brett Fabry, Head of Law Enforcement Policy and Roadway Safety for Kodiak Robotics to work with national law enforcement leaders to adapt trucking regulations and policies, ensuring Kodiak autonomous trucks are among the safest, best maintained vehicles on the road. Assistant Chief Fabry spent more than two decades working for the California Highway Patrol, and most recently he served as the Assistant Division Commander for the Enforcement and Planning Division at CHP headquarters. In this role, he oversaw the Commercial Vehicle Section and Collision Investigation Unit of CHP, which are responsible for autonomous vehicle technology for heavy-duty, light-duty, and passenger vehicles. Well, welcome to Policing Matters, Brett Fabry. Good morning, Jim. Uh, thanks for having me on the show today. It's uh, it's always uh, fun and exciting to talk about uh, commercial vehicles and uh, especially autonomous vehicles that are uh, uh, starting to show up on roadways throughout uh, our nation. Yeah, I mean, gosh, it, it was the future and the future is here now. I'm glad that Kodiak found someone like you with the foresight to select um policy issues that you've come across before, standards and procedures with autonomous vehicles going out on our roads. Did you seem to think this would be in your future uh, when you were last working with the Highway Patrol? You know, you know, Jim, to be honest, I, I really had no idea that I would land with um, Kodiak. In my previous role, um, I dealt with a lot of the autonomous vehicle companies and um, I had the opportunity to, um, to retire from the Highway Patrol. I was uh, at the end of my time and um, uh, Kodiak wanted me to come on and, and be involved uh, with their technology. And it's been really a smooth transition into this new, uh, new position. Um, I just see this as a great potential for this technology to make roads safer. You know, previously, uh, you know, as an assistant chief working in our headquarters in Sacramento, um, I oversaw the commercial vehicle section and collision investigation unit. And, you know, during that time, you, <laughs> You see firsthand, you know, the risk of commercial vehicles and our the safety of our public roadways, which my entire law enforcement career is centered around safety. Um, and so it became just a, a very easy transition to work with this technology that I think will transform roadway safety for future generations. You know, um, aut autonomous trucking is going to make our roads safer for all drivers. And, you know, Kodiak Robotics is really at the forefront of, um, of this new innovation. And I'm just excited to be a part of it. Yeah, and I'm sure over your career, you've seen some pretty heinous uh, collisions and, and roadway um, incidents. What are your top priorities in your role now when it's a huge responsibility? 
it, it is a huge responsibility. We're talking about the safety of the public. And so, you know, it's, it's a very huge responsibility to be Kodiak's key person for law enforcement policy and highway safety. And I have to say, this is not a role that I, I take lightly. Um, you know, law enforcement plays a critical role in the safety on our American highways and building comfort among law enforcement officers in dealing with this new technology is absolutely critical to the success of all these companies that are involved in this technology. Like I said, my top priority is safety, but really safety of the officers that are out there working on the road. The California Highway Patrol has lost uh, 242 officers in the line of duty. I know other agencies across the United States have lost officers uh, you know, in the line of duty. So if I can make a difference to make it safer for officers when they encounter new situations like an autonomous vehicle, then I'm pleased with the job that I'm doing with Kodiak. So my top priority is officer safety, and that is um, by educating them on how to interact with commercial autonomous vehicles. And I really want to focus on the amount of time that they spend alongside the road. I don't want them to be out there with one of our vehicles any longer than they have to, because that's a very dangerous situation for them. And uh, I want to limit that as much as possible. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a great uh, priority. We've had the National Law Enforcement Officers Mu Museum from Washington, D.C. We talked to the their CEO there and, and we talked about the, the fact that officers are injured or killed in the line of duty. Um, you know, usually at the top of the list is vehicle collisions or, yes. or hit by vehicles at traffic stops. So that's great. That's great that you've, you've seen that the foresight to make that your priority. You know, we saw a, uh, I'm sure you've seen the video of um, a passenger vehicle that had no passengers and no driver uh, in San Francisco. Officers looked a little bit confused pulling it over. Uh, are there semis or commercial vehicles, commercial trucks on our roadways now, or when will we start to see those? So um, right now, you know, there, as you saw in the, uh, in the video that you just mentioned, uh, you know, it's kind of made some national news. You know, there are passenger vehicles out there on the roads today in cities like San Francisco and some other, you know, cities in the Bay Area and also parts of Arizona where they're, they are um, operating right now without a driver. Um, however, for driverless commercial vehicles, and when I say commercial vehicles, I'm talking about heavy duty, you know, 18 wheelers rolling down the road. Uh, we're still a very, you know, few short years away from that happening. Um, one company has been doing some driverless operations in um, uh, parts of Arizona on, you know, designated routes. Um, as far as Kodiak, you know, we'll operate commercial vehicles without a driver sometime in the next few years, but it's only going to start out probably on designated routes. Um, it'll likely be in the state of Texas. And, uh, you know, we want to, we don't want to remove the driver from that vehicle until we are absolutely sure that it is safe to do so. Um, Kodiak, you know, and other companies are testing driverless operations. So we still have a safety driver in the seat. We're mapping, we're building a safety case, um, you know, to, uh, to present real world and re real world and simulations to ensure that that truck can handle any um, situation that it encounters. So until we have the that safety case that we are comfortable uh, taking the driver out and, and, and using, you know, a designated route, um, you know, maybe from a Dallas to Houston or Dallas to San Antonio, um, we will continue to test and continue to map and uh, keep building that safety case. 
Yeah, and and I okay, so we're a couple of years away. That's that's probably good. I'm not sure how the navigation systems work, but can you explain how the large transport trucks are going to maneuver through highways in snowy and icy conditions? You're talking about Texas. I get up to Tahoe several times a year, and in the winter, uh, the roads are treacherous. And of course, you know, from time to time, we see. Uh, a large uh, commercial truck jackknifed or just completely blocking the road. Um, it, I, I guess your navigation systems are going to factor road conditions and weather as well. Yeah. You know, as, as far as, you know, uh, traveling in adverse weather, you know, we, um, you know, right, right now we're working, uh, you know, trying to use the most favorable situations. And so, you know, we're focusing on the Southern United States due to the favorable weather and, and also the favorable um, regulatory environment in those areas. Um, but, you know, we, uh, you know, figuring out the extreme weather conditions like snow and ice um, is going to be one of those things that we'll have to figure out in the years to come. But for the time right now, we're focusing on, uh, you know, good weather driving. Um, you know, we can still drive in rain and fog. The, the truck sees a lot farther than, than the human eye. And so it's able to uh, react, uh, uh, you know, effectively with, uh, with some weather conditions, but snow is going to be one of those things that'll be a problem to solve down the road. We'll, uh, we'll take on the, the other problems first before we eventually get to dealing with that. Yeah. So, you know, I want to get more, you, you mentioned uh, officer safety in, in a vehicle stop or pulling up alongside a stop vehicle. I want to get a little bit more into that. But first, I'd like to take a moment and thank our sponsor. Polco's National Law Enforcement Survey provides a comprehensive, accurate, and representative picture of resident opinions related to police services. Compare your results with other agencies around the nation. Align your priorities with community sentiment, build trust, and improve safety services. Visit info.polco.us to learn more. And I'm back and I'm speaking with Officer Brett Fabry, Assistant Chief, retired from the CHP, California Highway Patrol, Head of Law Enforcement Policy and Roadway Safety for Kodiak Robotics. Hey, walk us through a situation where an officer attempts to pull over the autonomous vehicle. We saw in the, the video, the YouTube about officers pulling it over, then it seemed to take off on them. And, and then they had to do a little investigation to find a number. Uh, have you and Kodiak figured out a, a good, safe way to do it? Is there going to be an audible response for the officer to guide them? Or how's that going to work? Yeah, so let me just first say by saying that, uh, you know, first, Kodiak's autonomous trucks are programmed to follow the rules of the road extremely close. So we expect very um, few interactions with law enforcement. We're setting a very high standard for safety, and we believe that our trucks will be some of the safest and best maintained out there on the road. And part of that entails working closely with our engineering teams to build like I said, a comprehensive safety case around law enforcement interactions, ensuring that we've kind of thought through each scenario and that we build the system accordingly. What we're doing at Kodiak is, you know, we're basically taking all the emotion out of driving, speeding, changing lanes, um, you know, driving aggressively, talking on your cell phone, you know, being upset at your spouse for some reason, you know, we've re removed all those emotions from driving. So the trucks are kind of boring as they go down the road. However, um, if an officer, you know, 
when they encounter uh, one of our vehicles, whether it's for an imminent hazard or some type of a, a traffic violation, the officer should expect the truck to respond just like a human was driving that vehicle. And actually, we think it's probably more predictable than a human driver because uh, you know, there's no, uh, you know, dialogue back and forth. There's no, like you uh, mentioned, Jim, you know, the throwing the ticket book back at the officer, um, the vehicle will, um, just like any other vehicle, it'll yield to a safe location on the right shoulder. It knows where those safe locations are. The uh, officer will make contact with that vehicle. And right now there's a phone number that'll be on the truck for that officer to contact our operations center, whether they use their cell phone or they go through their dispatch center. Um, they'll be able to talk to a person who can uh, walk them through and assist them, uh, you know, with a resolution for that traffic stop. If, for for example, let's say it's an imminent hazard that's uh, maybe an out of service criteria violation that the the vehicle is not going to be uh, be able to continue on, then our company will um, will handle getting the vehicle removed as quickly as possible from the side of the road. If it involves a citation, then you know we'll work through that and you know we'll take responsibility. Um, you know, for that, uh, for that issue. So officers really, this should be a situation where we want them to be very, very comfortable with it. And we don't want it to be anything that's um, more unique than a normal traffic stop. Right. So, but of course there's Murphy's law, right? Murphy's law says whatever can go wrong will go wrong. Are there fail safe methods to stop a vehicle that may be malfunctioning? There's a there's a police training video YouTube out there for these um, small passenger cars. And at one point, the video shows uh, two firefighters in full turnout helmets carrying these hu huge blocks of wood that they use to crib under the, the vehicle wheels. Uh, now we're talking about, you know, semis, big trucks. Uh is there somebody at a control booth somewhere that can hit a red button that shuts them down or how's that work? Yeah. So, so the trucks operate independently. Um, you have to remember too, when these trucks are going down the road is that, you know, that everything has been mapped. So that truck knows how far the next safest location is going is, is from the location it is now. So it's not going to stop, you know, in the middle of the lane, it's not going to stop on a bridge. Um, so we work on all these fail safe methods for the vehicle. And what, what happens is the truck, if there's uh, an issue that happens with the truck, it goes into what's called a minimal risk condition. And we are required to have minimal risk conditions, which means that the truck will stop at the nearest safest location. Um, you know, we work diligently with, um, with our engineers um, and, and we use a very slow and methodical process to ensure that we have done everything the right way to prove that that vehicle is safe to be out there on the road. So, if something goes wrong with that vehicle, we actually use demonstrations where we have um, people cut the main battery wire that goes to the um, computer systems in the car. But we have a fail safe that there's still another computer running in the background that will put that truck into what's called a minimal risk condition. It will find the safest location that is along that route and it will stop at that safe location and not interrupt the flow of traffic. And then we will deal with the truck from there. Great. Great. Wish humans did that too. <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> so what's, uh, what's the final step here? Do you plan on doing a, a roll call training for officers for highway patrol across the Southern States where you plan your rollout? Um, what's that kind of training uh, looking like and, um, and who's doing it? 
Yeah. So, so Jim, currently, you know, we are operating with uh, what's called a safety uh, driver in the driver's seat. So we drive in autonomous mode with, uh, you know, the, the driver is still in the seat, but is not, um, you know, actually driving the vehicle. And that's, that's basically how we are testing. However, we're building partnerships with state law enforcement where we are operating and in areas that we plan to expand to as well. Even though we are uh, driving with a safety driver, I still get out and notify all those states that, hey, we're operating in your state. We follow the, the laws and statutes in that state. Um, we have met with a lot of them. We discuss the operations of the truck. We provide some ride-alongs uh, for them so they can understand how the truck operates. And then we also ask for their input and their feedback for our law enforcement interaction plan, which will be required in states prior to operating without a driver. That is a key element in this with these vehicles is that law enforcement needs to understand you know, how to interact with this vehicle. And that's part of, um, you know, what I am doing. Um, let me give you an example. So we've met several times with the Texas Department of Public Safety personnel. We've trained them on our operations. We had them review parts of our plan and anticipating when we eventually don't have a driver in the vehicle. Like I said, we've accepted their feedback. Um, they've been involved in the process. And this is what we intend to do in every state that we operate. Um, if I have successfully done my job, then law enforcement um, in those states will be able to easily deal with an interaction with a commercial autonomous vehicle. It, I don't want this to be a burden to their already difficult job that they do each day. Yeah, for sure. Hey, thanks for being on the show. Chief Brett Fabry, head of law enforcement policy and roadway safety for Kodiak Robotics. How can our listeners and our law enforcement officers out there uh, learn more about the progress and where you're headed uh, and, and learn more about autonomous vehicles? Yeah, so you can, you can go to our website. It's uh, Kodiak.ai. Um, there's a bunch of uh, different videos and articles um, about what Kodiak is doing in the autonomous uh, vehicle world. Um, and then just go into your, uh, your search engine and search for uh, commercial autonomous vehicles, and um, you'll find a lot of different articles. There's, uh, there's news articles that come out every day regarding uh, commercial autonomous vehicles, whether it's legislation being passed, um, you know, what's next, people forecasting the future. And so there's a lot of information out there. It's an exciting technology. And if it can save lives, I just think it's extremely worthwhile. Um, and I think it's just going to change transportation for, uh, for generations to come. Yeah, well, I am thankful that they thought about finding somebody like you with your experience to weigh in and, and be considerate of the duties of law enforcement officers that are pulling these trucks over and the safety issues involved. Uh, thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Uh, I appreciate you having me on the show. And uh, uh, let me know when we can uh, get you out in a uh, Kodiak truck so you can see firsthand what we're doing. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, that would be fun. Hey, to our listeners, I hope you enjoyed the show. And let me know what you think. Drop me a line. Uh, drop me an email at policingmatters at police1.com. That's policingmatters at police1.com. Let me know what you think. Who do you want to hear from? What do you want to hear about? Happy to accommodate. All right, stay safe. Be careful out there. And thanks for listening and hope to talk to you again real soon.